Hello again, welcome back to the 2023 season review by The Don Pod. I am Sam. I am again joined by the wonderful co-host that is Nathan. Hello again, Nathan. How are you since we last I'm excellent. <clears throat> I'm excellent, thanks, Sam. How are you? I'm great. We'll give the illusion that this is totally not three minutes after part one. It's um, not. It's should, like have, should have changed my jumper or something, but, you know. I did think about putting a shirt on. I thought about it too, but who, could be, <laughs> who really wow. cares? Um... If you know me well, you know I wear a lot of black t-shirts, so you could be confused. Well, I thought your t-shirt you were wearing in part one was blue, so there you go. (laughs) Okay, this is how much you're noticing stuff. You fooled me, at the very least. Uh, As I say, welcome back to part two. Uh, We'll look at number 19, Nick Hind, all the way down to number one, uh, Andrew McGrath. Still not having a good day with my first names. Uh, we'll end with some season 2024 predictions and we're going to start with the coveted Don Pod Best and Fairest. Woo, woo, woo. Now, in are, we, part... are we still getting them to come around to our house and have that party like we did yeah, last yeah, couple yeah. of years? Yeah, yeah. The top so. three, yeah. Cool. Um, in part one, if I can remember correctly, you <laughs> predicted Nathan, Nathan, you are Nathan, uh, Zach Merritt. <laughs> <laughs> to, to win the best and fairest. Mm. I'm going to go for dramatic effect from third place up. Ooh, I like that. Nice. So in third place, mm-hmm. recently signed a five-year deal. Beautiful. Darcy Parrish. Woohoo! Culminate, uh, culmination between, between yourself and me, uh, five best on grounds, six two-vote performances, and mm-hmm. two one-vote performances for a total of 29 votes. Awesome. Great player. Uh, this Keen is otherwise points. known as the Brownlow 2.0, just so you know. Pumped to have him at the club for another five years. Second place, and I wish I wish we'd sort of done this so we could talk about it when we talked about the player. With nine right. best on grounds, four two-votes and four one-votes, is mm-hmm. Nick Rusty Martin. Woohoo! Rust Dog. That's amazing to me. Second year player. Yeah. That's that's us judging it game by game, going, he was that good across the season. He's just And I'm pretty confident saying he'll be top three in the actual lesson and best and first. So I feel like that he will poll very well. Yeah, I agree. And in first place, it will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody. The captain, Zach Merritt. Third time all Australian. Third time All-Australian, 12 best on ground performances as are judged by the two of us, five performances of two votes and two lots of one vote. What I will say is actually who finished in fourth place, mm-hmm. Kyle Langford. Uh, and, and again, but we're pretty spot on here. Can I tell you, he did not mm. get a single three vote from us. Oh. He did not get no. a best on ground, but he got five second bests. Yeah. And eight third bests. That's again where we rate guys that kick goals. Uh, To be honest, like guys that kick goals, I don't overly rate compared to guys that defend well and guys that get the ball. And and Ruck. We know you like your Ruckman. Do you like a Ruckman? Now, here's an interesting little anecdote to the Zach Merritt situation Mm. for his All-Australian. I was looking at Twitter the other day, Wednesday apparently. Oh, maybe it was Thursday, Wednesday night. And I saw... Captain uh, All Australian Zach Merritt, and I went. Oh, he's been. Oh my God, he's he's been named in the All Australian, and he's a captain of the Australian. Yeah, no, captain of Essendon. Yeah, and I was like, and I had to like read it, and then I went to the All Australian team. And went, oh no, he's just. On Did the you bench. not think oh. that he probably wasn't captain material? I mean, he's very no. good. 
I thought, geez, he's had a good year as captain. I will the say, main all Australian captain. Very happy with Toby Green being named the captain. If we, I love just Toby Green. Digress a little bit there. That was a great call from massive me. fan of Toby Green. More players should be like the way he goes about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, great, great player. Absolute prick, but. Just brilliantly yes, talented. Very. Um, all right, that is the Dompod BNF done for the year. Well done, Zachy. Um, we'll try and you know you you got the invite anyway. It's on you to contact us now. So um, if I'll ring him. I have a chat, quick chat yeah, to Zachy. Right. He's a great bloke. Loves a beer. Sounds good. Right, right straight back into the reviews. Then um, I need to switch me little tab back there. A lot of a lot of spreadsheets running a podcast. Who would have thought it? Um, I've got one going on. Number nine, is that the one I sent you, though? Yep. Yeah, that. <laughs> Shut up. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> uh, number 19, Nicholas Hind uh, played 16 games, which again is somewhat surprising to me. Um, averaged 18 disposals at 78%, 3.3 intercept disposals, or intercept possessions a game, sorry, three goals for the season um, and loses 36.4% of his 0.7 defensive one-on-ones. Again, bit of a shit stat when it comes to small defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you start because I feel like I did a bit of that in the first one. Well, um, so basically his last five games, he was averaging 20-plus touches, um, and his earlier probably four or five games, he was below that number by a fair bit. I'd mm-hmm. say more 15 touches. His best game was against West Coast, where he had 31. He's above average in, in kicks. Um, he's below average in handballs and tackles, which is concerning. Um, he's also average in metres gain. Strengths is pace and ball carrying, but also weakness. Strength, yeah, ball carrying and pace. <laughs> ball yeah. carrying. He falls he's, over. He's he just goes too quickest quick. Quickest man in the world when he's got the ball. He's the slowest man in the world when he's chasing someone. And he's oh. too quick when he's got the footy. His little legs go faster than his brain can keep up with. <laughs> his brain cannot keep up with whatever else is going on. I think... Look, there's a lot to like about Nick Hine, but there's also some real frustrations about him. Um, you he's 29, said it... so he's probably... Probably. Well... <laughs> you said it about Heppel, mm. where we're... he's replaceable in, mm. in the nicer possible way, yeah. in that... If he wasn't in the side, if there was someone a little bit better and Hind was the sort of backup, then I think yep. we'd, overall we'd be in a better position. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind what Hind does. I get frustrated as shit when he tries to bounce it and just falls on his face. Um, but it's amazing he does that. I like what he brings to the table, but I reckon we have enough of that in Redmond, sort of, that rebound... Yes, again, he carries I, the ball a lot further, yeah. but and I'd, I'd go back to the mass and the D'Ambrosio conversation too. The mass saying mm. that I would have thought maybe this year at some stage he might have passed Hind for that importance, but it didn't happen. So, no. uh, I'll give him a five. Bless you. You just sort yourself out there, champion. Um, I'll give him a five. I think right in the middle. The yeah, I'll, I'll probably go like a six, six and a half. To be honest. Right, show me up, why don't you? Yeah, okay. Mm, sorry, just a bit of hay fever. It's hit. That's okay. All right, okay. moving on to the kid, Archie Perkins. Nearly called him Darcy. Archie Perkins. Um, I was looking at you as if you were going to talk then. 23 games of football, played every single game. Only one to do it other than the other four. And 
three tackles a game, 15 disposals, uh, 67% efficiency, and 18 goals. Probably, it was a weird season for him. I think he played directly on Crips in that game against Carlton and very much broke even or was actually better yep. than Crips on the day. Um, had that a couple of times where he got the lockdown sort of role. Other times mm-hmm. where he was sort of half forward, mid, nowhere sort of thing. Um, questioned at times his decision-making earlier in the year. I thought he just chucked it on the boot when there was the slightest bit of pressure. Yep. But for a guy in his third season of football, he's now played like 65, 70 games. So he missed many. Yeah, yeah getting good numbers into him. Um, 21, 18, and 23, yeah. So he's only missed a few games of footy in his first three. The moment that stands out to me that I love, and that we talk about looking for those little moments in younger players, Yep. Anzac Day, him and Stringer tackled Johnny Noble oh. and got a holding the ball, and it was on for young and old over who took the kick. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Perko got the first bit of the tackle, but Jake really finished the tackle, so it could have gone either way. Perkins took it, absolutely monster kick from 55, dobbed it. And in front of 95,000 people to have the balls to just say, nah, it's my kick, Jake, and then nail it. Mm. Incredibly skillful player. Mm. Probably still with a bit to learn. Yeah, a bit of a polarizing sort of player, Exodus. And there's a lot that don't really like what he's doing and don't like the way he's going. Uh, for me, interesting thing about him is that this year, all he had all his best numbers. Like, mm. so. He had his highest uh, possession game against Adelaide. He had his highest kick game. He had his highest mark game, his highest goal game, you know. So three goals against Hawthorne. So all those sort of happened this year, which to me says, so he's hit year three. He's had some really good numbers, building strongly. He played a lot more midfield sort of after guys like Setterfield and Shear were out so that they were moving him into mm-hmm. that more role, like you were talking about with Crips and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I understand the knock on him. Like he's he's a bit laconic. Uh, he's a bit. Sometimes you're like, where is he? You don't. He's mm-hmm. not a high possession player. Yeah, correct. Doesn't have um, to be though. That's no, not a requirement in footy. Percent. Not all all players have to get 40, 35 touches. Like mm-hmm. they have to influence the game. Uh, so yeah, um, I, we look, agree. I'm happy with him. He's plenty he's, of talent, right? Like there's a heap there. And you, well, for a third-year player, we're probably just seeing a little bit of inconsistency still, which is fine. That's okay. Yeah, well, I, I'd like to see a big – it's a big year next year, I guess. What I will say mm-hmm. is that I'm happy with where he's at at the moment, but it, what Essendon has had trouble with is development. And a guy like him cannot now get it – he has to still get a lot better. Um, so he has to become a match winner, I think. You know, like he has to – Kick three or four goals in a game, take some really good marks, and influence games. That's that's what I want to see next year. If that doesn't start to happen, I'll be concerned that this is all he is. And if that's all he is, then still he's probably... not the world's best pick four, or pick eight, sorry, or whatever he was. Yeah, I'd say over the next two years, we probably yeah, yeah. want to see the real trajectory. Yep. Um, but there certainly next year has to be, you know, again another improvement. Like, mm. like those numbers we just talked about, best year, and he has to do that again next year. I said more possessions, kick yeah. more goals. Yeah, keep improving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think that my concern is that with a lot of players that they stagnate very quickly. 
Yes. And Nick Martin's one that we know is not doing that. He's had two great years to yep. start his career off, and he's flying. So special case, though, Marto. Yeah, and 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 there's going to be a point where you plateau. I mean, yeah. Uh, to continue on with my stupidly inconsistent ratings, I'll mm. give Perko six and a half. Yep, I'd, I'd agree with that. A little bit better than average. I'll yeah, just take that. but not certainly some games he was very good, but other games he was he was not seen. Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving on then to oh god, my favourite. Oh, no one's favourite. Well, actually, I'm sure he's a lot of yeah, people's favourite. Well, favorites. I want to Jade Laverde is who we're talking about for reference. Um, the one of the guys that runs the Facebook page went to school with Laverde, and I hang shit on him quite a lot because he he's quite friendly towards young Jade. Jado, we argue a lot. Um, so Jace, if you're listening, sorry. Um. 19 games of football, I mean, that numbers, 15.8 disposals, finished the season with about 35 or something ridiculous like mm. that. Yeah, in the uh, last game, yeah. 80, nearly 88% efficiency, kicked a goal at some point during the season, has 2.2 on average defensive one-on-ones and wins 21% of them. So loses 21% of them. My apologies. Yep. So actually better in the one-on-one compared to BZT, but yep. isn't getting that. Super duper big number one forward. No, no, he. Well, yeah, he's he gets strange matchups. Like the Collingwood game, he had, and it's fascinating the Collingwood game because he had his you know most possessions. But I thought he was beaten by his all these opponents. Like Jamie Elliott, I thought was his early opponent. Like it looked, I yep. saw him a few times Got running around off. near him. Yep. And Elliott had been very damaging in that first quarter, very damaging. And then he sort of second half. He was more um my check. Uh, yeah, yeah. My check. And my check was very influential too. I thought he probably yep. could have kicked a few more goals. So I said it about BZT, and I'll say mm. it similarly about Laverde, although I think it's a little bit different. Victim of circumstance. Yep. At one ninety one or whatever he is, he's probably not meant to be. He's not big enough to role. play, is it? Yeah. I don't again, we talked about it earlier. If I don't see him as being that option. No. I don't think he's, he's a terrible footballer. Yep. Necessarily, but I just don't think he he needs to be phased out. Phased now, out. And as we talked, about, well, in yes. that he needs to be replaced by. So we talked about with Mackay. If Mackay, mm. the the rumor, you know, he's Sydney are into him. We're in the conversation in, at the least. Yeah, yeah, we're in the conversations, and I know that we don't want to overs, which I think is really practical because if we pay overs and that triggers their um um the first bonus, round. first round pick, yep. that takes a pick off us, yes. which. It's really practical. I think that's practical. I think that if they get, say, well, they got two and two at the moment. So if they got two and three because of this, well, that means we get pushed out to nine, which you think, I think well, the problem with that is that if we don't go there, Sydney will. Sydney will, will. Someone hope, will. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and that's, that's. but I guess we can't control that. I, I think that what they're, what Essendon would be thinking is that then now we're starting to think, well, is he worth a first round pick? Because that's basically what they're getting for him. That would it affects us? Which mm. I can see why Essendon be like, well, let's just try and sell him. And Essendon's always, when you think about too, like oh, there's been a lot of conversations about our draft person mm. and our draft team, mm. but Essendon's always, except for probably Shield, I would feel like have, we haven't paid a lot of overs for guys. Shield, I think two first rounds with, with what he's produced at the time, he was nearly all. Was he all Australian or he'd been? I believe, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. I could get that. But when you see in hindsight, which is a wonderful thing, was what he's done at the club, you know, well, he well, wasn't supposed to. even Devin Smith. Yeah. That mm. first season we got out of Dev, he was worth every penny. But yep. then, but so yeah. Never anything again. Hindsight's beautiful. Yeah, whereas a lot of other clubs have done pretty good deals too to get, you know, good players. Mm. Whereas, So mm. on Laverde, yeah. do you, round one next year, no. EZT goes oh, yeah. and we get Mackay. Just as an example. Yep. Is Laverde in that team? For me, no, but that's no. No. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I I I can't stand some of his decision making. He's a free kick factory. He just I'd love to know his numbers on free kicks against. Like and he then just... gets up and whinges because. Yeah, like, what was that for? I yeah. just pushed him over. Uh, I can tell you his free kicks against actually. And, and what I find too is a lot of it. I think he gets away. Like I want, oh, that should be a free kick. You know, like what I want. Oh, he's lucky there. Like he's chopped his arms or he's smashed into a guy who's, you know, like. And I think, oh, jeez. And and I, I think you get that set about players when you're watching, then you don't like them. You think, how do you get away with that? Just like the opposite. Um, can you give a rating? Uh three. And he tries. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. He's better than Kelly. Uh, less than a one free kick against a game. Yeah, so there you go. What would I know? Uh, but uh, he gets up and just complains for no reason. That's what bugs me. What did you want to give him? What did you say? Three. Two and a half. Just to be a dick. Um, next on the list is polar opposite, Jordan Ridley. Injured against the Bulldogs, managed 17 yeah. games before that. Um, 20 disposals a game at 91% efficiency. Thank you very much. Interception um, king. 5.8 intercept possessions per game. Did kick a goal against Hawthorne in round one, if you remember that. Um, yeah. First goal in footy for Riddles. Um, average is 2.4 defensive one-on-ones per game, slightly above mm-hmm. um, Laverde. And loses 22% of them, which, again, is slightly more lab. Mm. But different roles, I would say, between the two. I'm more interested in that stat for the super tools. Yeah, so... Possibly more uh, so than... So, Laverde, um, an intercept marks, like, is 1.6, whereas Ridley's is 2.3. Now, that's not a big number change, but well, that's... Over 23 games, it yeah. is. It's substantial, and I think that's the difference. And, and of course, there's a couple of centimetres difference, but, again, Ridley, not only does he mark the ball, but he kicks the ball very well, too. Like, he's, I imagine his numbers, how he uses the ball for us is very important. He's the guy that, for one, kick-ins. Like, you notice that after he went out of the team, and I, I would argue there was a point where, at the halfway mark, where Draper and, and um, Setterfield went out of the team, and I thought we got worse. When he went out, I thought there was another no, massive step out because he's... yeah, yeah, he was because he does the kick-ins. Which yeah. when it was handed to Hind, oh my god! Yeah, um, at least it wasn't him English, though. I suppose. Yeah, well, that's true. Mm. <laughs> we weren't giving it to Draper, yeah. um, but that's he's... another strength of his is, is his kick-in decisions. He's and he, probably he, you the, know. the best mm. footballer in that back six, marking, kicking, yeah. awareness, all round, all the scale, skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was all Australian. No, best in no, he was forty. In the 40th yeah, years ago. He won the best yep. and fairest in 2020. Um, so we need to get him back to that page. 24-year-old, we need to get him back into best form. Yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. 
Yeah, he was he was nearly he would have at that whenever he got injured, he'd be probably top five um best of Ferris, I imagine. Yeah. So yeah. rating out of ten, please? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll go an eight. Eight, okay. Uh Nick Cox is next. That's big Cox. Yes, he's big. He's ten meters tall if he went away. Two meters nickel, two two meter two cock. meter nickel. No, big dick. Um played six games all at the end of the season, coming back off injury. Uh Couple of tackles a game, eleven disposals, nearly twelve, seventy-seven percent efficiency, four point three intercept, which is quite high compared to some others. Um, still, really seemed like we were trying to figure out what to do with him, which yep. I'm completely fine with. He played pretty much everywhere in the VFL before coming into the AFL. Looked like we sort of settled on defender, then that he ended didn't. up back on the wing. And then he ended up back in defence. Personally, I didn't mind him as a defender. Yep. He dropped a couple of chess marks. There were one or two occasions where mm-hmm. he just kind of sputtered that up. Gets the other cocks. Yep, that's right. Um, it was a bit of a cock off. Nice one, Sammy. Shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. That's terrible. Cock off. Um, but he, I don't know. In the space of maybe two or three weeks, he went from went went from going, "Oh, Jesus, he's a bit undersized." To he held his own. Mm. Yep. He looked okay. He looked okay on the wing too, to be fair. But I think the whole robbing Peter to pay Paul thing. Yeah. You, you're taking off two very capable wingers in Martin and Durham to put Kelly and Cox. Like it. Yep. Just didn't make any sense. Um, happy with the development. Happy that we're still trying him in different places. Happy with him as a player. Seven out of ten. Six uh, probably less for me. But so the knock on him for me is he's a bit timid. Again, he's only a fairly light frame, but he's been in the system now three years. But 200 centimetres, 94 kilos, I'll tell you what. But he's probably, and I don't know how what weight he'll finish at, but he needs to find a way just to be a little bit more courageous over the ball. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, his skills aren't as brilliant as they were sold us when he was selected. That he because sometimes he really could kick some bad balls. Like I think he's rubbers. victim of taking on a bit too much yeah. sometimes too. I liked him as a defender because he worked out really quickly that he didn't need to body up against guys because he's got the go go gadget arms. Yep. He could just stand behind him and punch, and that worked a lot of the times. And I thought this could be a role for him because. He sees the ball coming at him nicely. He looks like the sort of guy that, you know, can run away and, you know, do some nice things there. He's pretty good below his knees for a guy as tall as he is. I didn't mind it. Um, I still think there's a lot of work on him. I'd yeah, probably sure. put him, yeah, I'd probably put him more close to a five, to be honest. I think that's fine. Not a great year. None of his stats were good. Like he's, he didn't have good games. But what's interesting so last year he played the first five or six, got injured. And then this year he played the last five or six. So, and didn't get injured. That's a, and that, and then he came off. He came out of a COVID era under 18s competition, so he hasn't played a lot of footy in the last three years. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give him a bit of a pass. You know, five or six, and, and then hope big preseason, big year next year. Yeah, very good. Oh, I lowered mine to a six for what it's worth. Yeah, fair enough. Before peer pressure. Um, now, one I'm really looking forward to talking about mm-hmm. is the cricketer because he sets a field. <laughs> Will Setterfield. That's how I had to remind Nathan what his name was because yeah, he forgot. What so did I keep calling him? I don't know, but it wasn't Setterfield. Um, played 10 Setterfield. games, 20 touches on average, six tackles, just below 70% efficiency, um, and a couple of goals. We kicked a goal in each of the first two games, and that was it. 
uh, an average of three clearances as well. Yep. Um, Which basically, is average for... basically one center clearance, two stoppage clearance. Yep. What so I he's wanna... elite, elite in tackles, and mm. uh, sorry, above average in tackles and above average in marks. Yeah. So this will probably be a little bit long-winded. Yep, go. Because, as I said, I went back and I watched some earlier season football because I wanted to get full picture. I didn't want to be sitting here all boo, 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 negative Nancy just because we lost a couple of games poorly. Watching the third quarter of Anzac Day, Setterfield and Shield as well, who we'll get to, massive impacts on that game of football. Ultimately, we lost, but in that third quarter where we kicked, I think, five goals to one, huge. So I've got some numbers on... Setterfield's early season form. So round one against Hawthorne, 25 touches, eight score involvements, six tackles and a goal. Yep. Round two versus Very Gold good. Coast, 28 touches, five clearances, 11 score involvements and a goal. Mm-hmm. Round, I think, five against Melbourne, 19 touches, four clearances, 10 tackles in the wet. Yep. And then Anzac Day, 22 touches, two clearances and five tackles. A little bit lower, but just still solid numbers, solid clearances, solid tackles. And he went out of that team, I think we'd lost three in a row. Yep, four. And then came back for one at the end, and Shock Horror had 10 tackles. Yep. So positive, silver lining, if you want, of him going out was Hobbs, Caldwell, all got time, got minutes in the midfield. Downside, they lost a defensive midfielder mm. to protect them. Yep. And I think... I mean, the GWS game was so one-sided, it's not funny. But you look at, like, the Fremantle game, yep. um, Port, even at, in the rain at the MCG, yeah. the Collingwood game, the last one. Setters was a big out. Mm. It was a big gap to fill a 194-centimetre tackling midfielder. Yeah, and, and that 25-age bracket, you know, like, experience, yeah. played a lot of footy, a lot of VFL, a lot of, you know, sort of senior footy. So, you're and, right. I forgot he existed. Like he kept coming yeah. up in the injury room. Oh shit! Yeah, Setterfield, Jesus. But you look at those numbers and you go, "Far out." We missed that. We missed that player. Ooh, okay. That output a lot. Um, I agree. I, I agree, hundred percent. I, I think he was a big out for us um, at that point because of what he was already brought. You talk about those early games. He was really influential in those early games of being. Um, um, taking the heat as well as you know tackling as well as spreading. He was his spread marks was really important. Mm-hmm. He got out to the wings and you know gave options, and then and it, that's experience because he knows what he needs to do. Whereas the young kids and and would have been a different year if he'd played all games and then you could have rotated Hobbs and Perkins and those guys in through to help you know. Well, I think that's the flip side. We certainly wouldn't have seen because he much could have as... gone forward and been probably a bit of a threat. Yeah, you can't kick a goal, setters. But anyway, um, yeah, that's the that's the, the rest of them is if Setterfield had played every game, Hobbs probably wouldn't have got the look he got. So you take it. Yeah, but I think we, well, we as in me and you certainly forgot. The yep. impact that Setterfield had early doors. So, for the and football so, he played, hmm. I'm quite comfortable giving him eights. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be happy to give him a high rating. score. Yeah. Um, so, and then you think too that so him, Shield, Draper, and then Par- uh, um, Ridley later in the year are pretty like four fairly senior important players in that team. Yeah, not yeah. not that we're going to make excuses, but no, just, it's no, important we... to remember. It's a 
it's important to try and understand what went wrong. Mm. And I think there are many things that went wrong. But part of that is that we did lose some important players. And what it's telling us then is we need depth. There's some issues with depth that we need. Because we didn't have any, no one from the VFL was starring. Like, Pardon the boss, but I mean, our team was very ordinary too. Yes. Anyway, uh, rating for centre field for you, couple please. Eights. Couple eights, right? Oh, two fat that. ladies in bingo. Is that what eights? <laughs> it is two fat. Jesus, ladies. that's obscure knowledge. All right, take it. Probably you'd not PC in 2023, but anyway. Nah, that's right. Move on. All right, Will Snelling. Speaking of jam tins, cannot kick over one. Um, D lists for mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we get that out of the way nice and early. That's pretty brutal. We haven't said that about any other no. player. Even Kelly, we didn't. Oh, fuck him off. His, that went without what's saying. What's his um, contract status? Out of contract. Out of, inter- out of contract That's at the end I of this it. year. Yeah. yeah That's okay. why I say it. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So enough. 15 games, 3.1 tackles. I mean, that is when he's at his best, but yep. it's not often enough. Which is above more. average in the, for his role. Uh, 11 touches at 75% and he kicked six goals. I think you mentioned this possibly in the podcast after the Collingwood game. We just got a bit sick of in Guelphie, out Snelling, in Snelling, mm. out Guelphie. Snelling is the sub. Guelph, or not Guelph is not mm. the sub. But I just don't see the value in Snelling anymore. And we talked yeah. just then about Setterfield. If he's playing, yes, they're incredibly different heights. But as we've established, they're both kind of tackling midfielders slash Snelling's yeah. probably a forward. So... But- but Snelling doesn't kick many goals. I like, don't know. What, half a goal a game is not. Yeah. I don't know what value we get from Snelling anymore. I don't know if he's worth holding his depth. So maybe Dillis was a little bit harsh because you do. Well, probably VFL but... and, and depth. I, I probably. But you, what would you offer him? Like a one year contract? Two year contract? Oh, yeah. I one mean... year on one year. You're not, you're not yeah, yeah. offering the. What world. was he? 20, he's 26. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I, I just don't. He, the, the value. What does he bring to the team? Yeah, I I don't see it. I don't see anything. And then, and in saying all that, I don't think he's played bad this year. Like I no. wouldn't say there was one point where I called him a barometer. Yeah, we were better with him in the side. That was like Melbourne game hmm. sort of region. But he's just nothing uh, special. Like yeah. he's just uh two and three quarters out of ten. I don't know why I've just all of a sudden decided go, to go to percentages. I was go seven, but no. Seven, no, fuck. What? No, no, okay, sorry, two and three quarters. No, you go seven, you can be wrong. That's no, fine. no, I wasn't going to go seven, I was only kidding. Um, oh, probably a five for me. Five, like, five. As I said, I don't think he was bad in the games he was in, but I just don't see the point of him. He's another one I put in that we've got to replace him. In a football him. sense, yep, agreed. Uh, I'll bump my mine up to a three. He can have the extra point two five. Yep. Uh, moving on then to the big weed. Sam Wiedemann. Yes, I know who you mean. Um, 16 games. Again, that's a surprise to me, looking at that number. Uh, kick 15 goals. And, I mean, that's all you can really talk about. Tackle, nine disposals. Had a really shocking run of form that saw him fall out of the side, and then he started playing defence in the VFL. So, and Another, excelling yeah. in that defensive role. Great numbers, so If you look yeah, at his numbers in marks, the VFL. Massive and, amount of marks. And again, so what fascinates me is that, so he played VFL back line, gets a call up to the seniors. Where do they, where do they play him? Forward. I will what say, though, they? he looked a lot better. He was up the ground. He yeah. was taking the marks. I think he had one yeah. shot at goal and completely messed it up. But Yeah, yeah. well, that last that, or the last game he had, he took 
um, sorry, marks five, which yeah. is very good. Well, that's decent. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting to see what happens next. He's one of those ones that didn't really cost us anything, so I'm not too yeah. upset if it works out or not. I like him. I like him in the side. I don't think he ever played the role he was brought in to play because Pete I thought he was down. going to do more rucking to me. Yeah, that's honestly. what I mean. He was meant to be the yeah. forward ruck, but then Pete got injured and it all kind of went tits up. So, Yeah, but even even towards the second half of the year where Pete was playing, they stuck with Phillips and um, Peter. They stuck with Andrew and um, Nick. Nick. Hmm. <laughs> Which, like, at that point, that's when I was really confused. I thought, why don't we play Wiedemann and, like, maybe Phillips, whatever, I don't care, and then make Wiedemann just ruck for that mm. 10 yeah. minutes a quarter and yeah. come in and bust his nut and get him into the game. And then, I don't know, I, I, I really struggled with some of our decisions this year. Well, and and Scott tells say, us he's, it's been a 12 months where he gets to look and yes, make his decision. that's what I was going to say. I was like, nah, I don't know what you're looking at. You've got to wait until next year then to judge him too harshly. Uh, I'll give Weeder for slightly below what I would have expected, probably. Well, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I, I don't expect he was turning into a Peter Wright. No. But you're right. I, I, I probably a five for me. I thought just I think he's an important cog in the in the team, but he needs to improve some things. And between him and Jones. We need that role. Like we need a guy who can get up mm, to the wings. Up, and as I was talking about, take those marks. And he can do that. He's he's he shouldn't be the guy deep forward. That's Peter or Langford or Stringer if he's playing. Like that's their their thirty meter arc. You just stay in that freaking spot. The the old plugger type. Just stay down there, and we'll yep. get it to you. Yeah. What did you give him? Sorry. A uh, five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, I thought it was okay. I, I really. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> I just broke the number, and you keep. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Anything else to add on 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 no. women there? No. Okay. Very good. Um, Dylan oh, Shield. Oh, this is a tricky one. Now I'm going to go some really positive stuff here. A la, um, Setterfield that I just talked about. So I've got the numbers for Dylan Shield in the same game. So this was again a little bit evident in watching that third quarter against Collingwood, where I went shit. You know. Shield was a hundred percent whipping boy. We all sort of hammered in on some mm. aspects of his game, but not as impressive as Setterfield. His numbers, but you look at it and go, well, okay. Against Hawthorne, he had twenty-three touches, eight score involvements, and two clearances without kicking a goal. Yep. Gold Coast, twenty-seven touches, five score involvements, seven clearances, and two goals. Mm-hmm. Against Melbourne, twenty-eight touches, nine score involvements, and seven clearances. Against Collingwood, 19 touches, six score involvements, four tackles, four clearances. And these are the games that we sort of mm-hmm. think we played the best football. Yep. Against, well, I mean, Hawthorne and Gold Coast, not so much. Melbourne and Collingwood, very good opposition. You may ask a question. Do you think he's playing uh, good football? And in that, do you think when he's playing good football, it's helping the team or he's just playing good football because the team's playing well? Uh, the first one. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think he's. I think it's the other way around. Well, I think he plays good football when the team's playing well. He's not the sort of guy who plays a good game when, like, when we're playing shit house. He's not like racking up thirty touches and trying to drag us along. Like, that's fair. He's more of the guys. Every, oh, it's everything's going right. I'm not getting but tagged. Everything's cruisy. I can do my thing. When we had a full complement, we were playing good football. He was a good player in that side. So, 
When was that last year? No, when we had a full team. As in, we didn't have Setterfield out. Early we didn't have year. Draper out. We didn't have Ridley out, like all that. And then he got injured. So I think, and this is recency bias in the sense that I haven't seen him play for a little while. But We played those first 12 and then a couple after that. I think we missed a bit of his explosive sort of nature out of... Yep, out of the clearances. Stoppages. Yeah, and I think that's what Hobbs and Caldwell probably don't have is that pace out of there. Mm. Um, so, in terms of actual numbers, doesn't like to get dirty across this. That's fine. Not every single player has to get dirty. Little bit dirty, little bit. Just slide on your knees, just to yeah, just get just a bit of dirt. Try and get the shorts dirty. Roll you know. in the mud. Yeah. Um, Twelve get games, three point two average tackles, eighteen point seven disposals. It feels weird giving point decimals anyway. Seventy one percent efficiency, and uh, he managed six goals. Um, and I'm interested to see how he comes back because I agree with what you say that maybe he is just good in a when we're playing well. That's a perfectly reasonable statement, but I'll go a cautious seven and a half. I'll probably go a bit less, probably a six. Okay, fair enough. I think when you look at his numbers, a lot of them are below average this year compared to other years. Yeah. And I agree that those games you mentioned, he was very good. But this uh, going back to that early point, that you can't just play good footy when we're teams playing well. You have to, as a guy who's played 10 seasons in the AFL, he has to turn up and play good footy in every game he plays unless yep. he's injured. Yeah, agree so with that. He doesn't do that enough and that shits me. Okay, fair enough. Um, right, Hobbs, the Goblin, they call him. Hobgoblin. Probably stiff that he missed out on our most improved uh, conversation we had at the end of part one. Oh, yeah, true. Um, that could have been one I should have said. Could have been mm. one. Yeah, you listed the whole fucking list except for Hobbs. Um, <laughs> he played 18, 18 games, four tackles, 20 touches at 72%, and six goals, 3.4 clearances on average. And that was one centre and 2.4 stoppage, which is interesting because stoppages is generally where we're a bit lower. Yep. I should have said on Shield too, 3.4 average clearances. Which is very good. Hmm. He nearly led the AFL last year, didn't yeah. he, in clearances? Centre, centre clearances, yeah, centre specifically. Clearances. Yeah. So, look, I just want that to turn up more often. Okay, Hobbs. Mm. We're talking about Hobbs. Um, so, massive year of growth. Yeah. Him, the first couple of games we talked about were a bit not sure. Mm, a bit um, scratchy. Well, but... And that, to, in his defence there, he's playing as a forward. Mm. We came to the conclusion early he's not a very good forward because he doesn't have a He left. doesn't have two feet, yeah. yeah he, can't, he can't swing around on the other foot and do something special. He's like, oh, I'm in trouble. No, but what he did end up doing by playing in the midfield for pretty much the rest of the season was win his own ball... Stick his head over it. Stick his head over it. Tackle, mm. chase. Yep. Hard, as, a, hard as nails. Got tackled a lot, yeah. <laughs> what I did say at one point, there's there's rules for Essendon players with holding the ball, there's rules for opposition, and then there's rules for yep. Ben Hobbs. <laughs> he got yeah. pinned in one game so yeah. harshly two or three times, and I yep. felt sorry for the guy. But I don't mind that because nah. when you talk about Laverde and giving away free kicks, it's just dumb footy. Sometimes mm. with Hobbs, but, it was a desire to get the football. Yeah. He was trying to get the ball off the ground and pick it. And yeah. he was getting sat on and, and I call him that on the ball. Forgive mm. that. All right. You want to win the yep. footy. Fine. Yep. Work it out. Was Laverde's trying to take out their legs. Yeah. Figure out how you can win the footy, maybe without giving away the free kick. But mm. 
I'll never be upset. If he does that for the next five years, okay, I might be a bit upset, but I'm not upset that he's trying to do that and giving away free kicks. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's quite incredible that that was his second season of footy. Yep. Um, so again, and I that- think for, you know, pound for pound what we expect, what we get, I think very good year. Yeah, look, positives is his second year's played 18 games. We saw a lot of really, really good moments. And that you know, we talk about that too, don't we? You want to see something? And we saw lots of that lots of times with Hobbs. So massive. I'd give him an eight and a half because I just mm-hmm. he's going to be a very good player, 200-plus player for us, 200 game plus. So I'll give him 8.6 just to be better. Yep. No, I'm not putting point sixes in there, mate. You get an eight or an eight point five <laughs> or a nine point okay. fucking six. Fair enough. All right, I'll take that notice. Grow up my whole database. Right, uh, that will take us on to the captain. The captain. I'll just, Zach. I'll just fill out a ten right now. Don Pod. <laughs> Pretty best straightforward. Don Pod best and fairest winner 2023. Uh, All Australian for the third time. Not the captain though. Captain of Essendon, yeah. but not captain. Of, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I made that mistake, yep. 22 games of football this year, averaging five and a half tackles, 29 disposals as good as, 74% efficiency, eight goals, 4.7 clearances, pretty much mm-hmm. even, well, two center clearances, two stoppage clearances, which is on par with the likes of Zach Butters and Nick Dacos, and actually better than Jordan Dawson. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't have the words, I don't have the vocabulary to to really emphasize how much I love this man. I may, we mentioned it in part one, his tackle on Ali Ralu in that port game. Yep. The effort, the will, the desire to win and to make an impact yep. and um dream time where he chased down Dusty. He gave Dusty yep. like a 10, 15 meter head start and affected the kick. That yep. sort of shit just happened yeah. all the time. And he had a couple of quieter games towards the end of the year where he might have been tagged out of it, but then we had Darcy Parrish pop up with 40 touches. Yeah. So I didn't think he had a lot more improvement in his game, but he made captain and just stood up, blew my socks off. Yep. And I agree. I, I, when he was named captain, I was a bit... Eh, yeah, we both were. We were both a bit, uh, that was okay. the easy choice is what we felt. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Nardris was. Um, but he reveled in it. He made it his own. And if we talk about the club needs professionalism, mm-hmm. there's one guy I want driving that, and that is him. Yeah. He's the sort of guy that, from everything you read, turns up to training early, stays late, works hard, talks to everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. He will He's win. not the most charismatic sort of guy no. or anything like that, but he gives his heart and soul to He's the club, and that shows in three all Australians. 90% lead by example. Yep. Follow Which me. I'm fine with. Yep. Yep. Ten. Do as I do. 11. 11 out of yeah. 10. I couldn't have asked yep. for any more. And if you look at all these numbers, he's elite in a lot of things. So that means he's a top 10 player, you know, in that sort of disposals, kicks, handballs. He's above averages in everything else. Like he is one of the best players in the competition. Yeah. And That's rightfully got fact. an All-Australian. Yep. And I'm kind of comfortable in the fact that he won't pull the most amount of votes in the Brownlow, so he won't have to cry over the fact that tackle got him oh. suspended. Yeah, right, though. Crazy things have happened. Oh, it, would, it would break my heart if he won the Brownlow and was ineligible because of that. Oh, that would, that would, yeah, that would, that would hurt me more than Job. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yep. 11 out of 10. Love you, Zach. 10 out of 10. Can't do it. Okay. 
Um, right, that was nice and easy, actually. Well, not much to say about that. Just fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the man next up would be Jai Caldwell, who played 21 games of football, four tackles, 18 and a half disposals, 71% efficiency, 11 goals, including two very freakish ones against St Kilda early doors, and then couldn't kick one from straight in front of the week after, I seem to recall. Um, 3.3 Clearances, 1.1 center and 2.2 stoppage. Became a little bit of a human meatball kind of vibe mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Wrecking ball crashing in. Um, yep. Kicked what should have been the winning goal against Port, where uh, yeah. Water Girl came on smiling and it would have been a bit. Anyway, whatever. Thanks, Dan Houston. Um, Another... Probably would have got a little bit more game time than Hobbs in that scenario of getting games yeah. because others missed. But another benefactor of that scenario mm. um, got a lot of pure midfield time. Yep. And worth remembering, Caldwell is only 21, 22 as well. Yep. And just on that, so in the last two years, so the three previous years, he played two, mm. nine, and three games. Very injury prone. Yep. In the last two years, he's played 20 and 21. And that's the really big improvement. If we can keep seeing that and yep. he's keeps playing the way he's playing, then yeah. See, we're not all player. bad with our injury management. No, we've actually got a player from another club and made him better. Yeah. To you, Brisbane. Not GWS. No, well, more Brisbane because, you know, they said we couldn't do it. Oh, I see. But. He came from the Giants, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get your point. Too, I don't but... want to hate on GWS. I quite like them. Yeah. Um, good, good thing, Tom. Mm. And yeah. I will also say, so again, this year he had his best years stats-wise. Yeah. So all these high numbers, best you know possessions, goals, all that sort of stuff happened this year. So this year's been his best year. Yeah. They're the sort of things where you know we want to keep seeing that up trajectory and... on our players because too long we've seen players go. Yeah. I remember him so vividly in that port game oh, yeah. at the G in the wet, just being tough as it gets. He was, yep. oh yeah. Is that yeah. the one he kicked a couple from the the like the bound like the? No, that was St Kilda early in the year. Yeah, yeah, but he, he just kicked shot. miraculous goals yeah. back then. Yeah, he kicked a set shot against Port right mm. in front of me, right in front of me. Um, <laughs> in again, what should have been the winning moment? But yeah, hey, no, he's home. a super player. Really, yeah. really keen. Really on happy him. with him. Yeah. Uh, eight out of ten. You can get it. I'll give him a nine. Okay. You can do that, champion. Uh, next on the hit list is number five, James. I mean, uh, Elijah Sardis. You did that. That was low-hanging fruit. Um, yep. <laughs> four games at the end of the year after injury kept him out for the first half and then came back with probably five or six in the VFL and then four in the AFL. Uh, just shy of three tackles, 16 touches at 70%, and he managed the one goal against... The ruse in our final win of the season it ended up being. Um, and he actually managed close to two clearances a game, which, mm. you know, mostly stoppage clearances because he barely got in the middle. But um, interesting one. I have waffled first every time, so I think it's you can take the lead on Elijah. Well, okay, so he had that one really, really good game. Uh, the last game play was pretty ordinary. If we look at his VFL stuff, where we see a little bit more data too, we see mm. a few games in the 30 possessions and then a few in the high 20s where he looked, you know, played really well. So if and we goals. take that as, yeah, yeah, goals. So if you take that as, yeah, injury, got into the VFL, really built that up, and then he jumped into the AFL environment and he played like a few games where it was the first game he didn't do a, a lot and then 
sort of second game, he had a, a rip snorter against North and then faded off against Jeff and he was fine against Collingwood, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So he couple, butchered a couple of balls that everyone thought he can't kick now. Um, <laughs> talented young kid, can't say too much about him, played yeah. four games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked about that against Collingwood, the kicks, where he just bit off far too much. Mm. Absolutely not a reflection of his kicking ability yep. at this point in time. I did have some little question marks just around the penetration of his kicks. It looks quite delicate. They do look loopy. But the accuracy of them going inside 50, particularly his first couple of games, I again, vividly remember him hitting Guelphie, who probably dropped the mark. No, oh, that was horrible. With a gorgeous yeah. little kick inside 50. So... Mm. That's what I think we're going to get. It won't be that yeah. big, long, booming kicks. It'll be more the delicate. Yep, um, I agree. Score? I, I'm going to give him five. Yeah, five in the middle. And that's not Just to say he wasn't yeah. great. It's just we didn't have a big sample size. No, he didn't fail and no. he didn't pass. He just... Well, he probably, yeah. I'll go five and a half. It. He probably just passed if you're going to criticise harshly. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, five. All right, you do that. The sunshine. Uh, number four, one of the feel-good stories of the year across the AFL, named in the All-Australian squad of 40. Our number four, Kyle Langford, 23 games, the only one other than the other five to play every game. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, Great stat. Yeah, it was really good. Well thought out, I thought. And the only number that really matters here is that he kicked 51 goals. It's amazing. At an average of 2.22 a game. Um, doesn't seem to win a lot of his one-on-ones, but he doesn't have to because he gets separation from his opponent. Yeah, you're right. I'd love to know a number. Seven. Thanks. All right. Call it there. There's the number. Um, the amount of times it was goal, Kyle Langford, assist, Nick Martin. Yes. Actually, they were pretty good at feeding each other. Mm. Um, I love Langers. I've always loved Langers. I always thought he was critical to us improving as a football club. Um... For the first couple of years, he just looked like Job, the way he moved Ooh, with the number four cool. on the back, the strong through the hips, you know, the fat ass. I mean, yeah, it's strong through the hips. But his set shot is lovely. He doesn't generally miss when he's got the easy shots, which is uh, what you want. Do the simple yep. shit and do it well. Yep. Um, and as we said earlier, if we can get, you know, 80, 90 plus goals between him and... Right Peter. next year, Peter. Sorry, yes, forgive me. We're doing very, very well. But to get 51 goals out of Cole Langford's incredible. 10 out of 10. I will be the first to say that I didn't know his position. At the start of the year, oh, I was no like... One did. He, no, well, at the start of the year, I was like, he's not good enough to be in the 22. Because I, my argument there was that I thought Martin was a better winger. Yep. And probably Durham, I liked what he brought. And the other issue with... Um, Langford is that this is the first time in his career yes. he has paid twenty played sorry twenty games in a season. Yes. Now I think that what's helped is playing the role. He's not on the wing running up and down and busting hamstrings. That playing the forward. Yeah, and he's one ninety three or so centimeters. He's a great height, great reasonably size. quick at that height. Yeah, but moves okay. But because strong. he's got so much experience, is a winger midfielder mm-hmm. that when the ball hits the ground, he's dangerous. Yeah. Like he's he beats that, people around the ground. That goal he kicked against Melbourne, oh, where he just May. absolutely mm. disposed of Stephen May, who is yep. a good very, unit. very, very good footballer, mm. very good defender. I yeah, I, I love it. I love what he's bought. So, so you can't like you you now. What what's the? And this is the plus we'll take out of this year. Is we found ourselves a second 
or t- third, whatever the situation is, tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, forward. Don't know if it's a tall, but an, another yeah, forward. It's taller than the medium. So Peter Wright and Langford now going forward are you number one, two. We need to find that third, that well, marking. Well, the hope is it's Wiedemann or Jones. That's right. One of those need to be number three. Yep. And then you can say, I need two smalls at least, and then I need that you know, midfielder that swaps, you know, and goes midfield forward. And that could be Stringer, but it never will be. No. Uh, rating? You... I'll give him a 10. Is, he, say, is yeah, that a ballsy enough to go below 10? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's kicked 50 goals for yeah. the year. I, I fully agree. I gave him a 10 yeah, as well. Yeah, I just, hard yeah. not to. Not to, yeah. Uh, all right, number three, Darcy Parrish. D3. Five-year deal, no longer a free agent, officially off the market. Suck a dick, opposition. <laughs> He's ours. Wow. One of the, I'd say, divisive players towards the end of the season. Um, His screen lights up in blue elites all over the place. Yeah. So, again, we've we've done this to death. We're not going to cover it Mm. too much now. You compare his efficiency to Bontempelli, to Petrarca, to all these great elite midfielders in the competition, Mm. and they will all tell you the same thing. He's and especially efficiency. the clearance ones, not the outside ones, not like the mm. Nick Dacos, the Goulden's and those guys that yeah. get a bit well, of outside. Well, that's what I mean. Footage. Bont, Petrarca, yeah. Oliver. Yeah, Laird. None the of guys them are particularly the... high yep. efficiency. Where he loses to those probably is tackles. He's probably not up there in the tackles with those guys. No, but he's clearance And that's where numbers... he can have a knock on his defensive size. He needs to improve that, 100%. Support yep. that. His clearance numbers, he's number one at the Essendon Football Club for centre and stoppage clearances, and obviously then overall stoppage yep. clearance, overall clearances, sorry. Bonton Pally averages 7.6 clearances per game at Darcy Parish 7.7. Suck on that. So that's the company yep. he's in, in terms of yep. winning the football. Someone we all very readily admit is a fucking good footballer. Mm-hmm. Bont. And guess what? To win games of football, you need to get the ball out of the midfield and get it forward. Yep. Sometimes those kicks don't hit the chest, but you've got to work on that shit. That's well, enough. This is the but other you can thing. still, if you're in the side of 50, you can then have the ball down your end. The thing yep. shit happens. This is the thing, right? What you probably, if you watch Bulldogs with Bont winning the ball that often, whatever, those other midfielders, Petrarca, Melbourne, their ability mm. to keep the ball inside 50 once that sort of dodgy yeah. kick goes in there is a lot yep. higher than what we're dealing with. Exactly. But that's probably where we fall down a little bit. And that's partly our small forwards not doing their job, guys like Guelphies and, and Davey and, yep. you know, and, and probably a bit on Menzi too. Yep. If if we ended up in a scenario where Dars is getting the ball and giving it out to Martin, who's then making that kick inside 50... That's a better option. Well, we see it all the time with very good kick inside fifty. But we see it all the time with him giving it to Merritt, like him and Merritt. Oh, Merritt's um, a very good kick inside fifty too. Yeah, but he gives the ball a lot to Merritt. But that's what I mean. That's yeah, yeah. that's That's what I'm saying. I agree. Very idealistic Mm. though. You're not always going to be able to do that. No. And then if it is Dars that's kicking, and if it Mm. is the kick is a little bit wayward, whatever. Well, then it's our ability to hold the ball inside the forward line, not exactly. Parrish's ability to kick. The other option is you like people were talking about. Well, Hobbs could you know take the role. Hobbs is still only into his would be into his third season. season He's not ready for that responsibility. He's two years, maybe three years away. Parrish was drafted in 2015. Hobbs was drafted in 2021. Yeah, Parrish is 26. He'll be 27 next year. Prime. His five year contract now will see him possibly go closer to Brown though. If he plays 23 games in a season. He will be top three in a brown low. He's already I been can, top five. Yep, I can He's guarantee it. He gets the footy. He does great things. Umpires like the way he plays. Coaches like the way he yep. gets about it. And he's professional in his approach. Yep. Um, 
I get the frustration. I do. I understand it. But look at the forwards. Look at the forwards' ability to keep the ball inside 50 and not be outmarked and all that. Yeah, if he's kicking it straight down the opposition's throat, it's a bit different. It's a bit frustrating. Mm. But again, across the board, he's no different to other elite midfielders in the comp. So and get a dog up, yeah. Elite clearances. Yeah. We need that. Yes. Ability to win the ball, first and foremost. Mm. Uh, I'll give him a nine. Yep, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'll go. I'll roll with you. Why would we separate now? Yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, right, next on the list, we're getting towards the very end now, is Big Sammy Mimi Draper. Mimi? Meme. He's a meme. Um, if ever you wanted a man to encapsulate the joy. The spirit. in The spirit in football, that is Sam Draper. Sporting games he football, He does. But he's very good at football. Don't, mm. don't, don't try and swing it around on me, please. 14 <laughs> games this year. You can fight off. Um, 57% efficiency, but that's just Sammy for you. Um, three clearances a game he gets himself, which is very good for a Ruckman to be able to win their own ball. It's not super mm. high numbers, but it's good. Yep. Um, just the 14 games went out probably from the bye. That no, was the week before the bye or the bye week after. One of them. Oh, yeah, too. And we struggled probably in that department. I think as we touched on a bit earlier, Phillips and Brian were... After oh, 13, round 13 was... I think round 13 was the Before, bye. before, yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Brian and Phillips were serviceable for sure, but I think we missed big Sammy. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's what he brings to the table. It's the, it's uh, the excitement it crashes through and players the enjoyment. Too. And yeah, he, kicked a, he kicked three goals in the first half against Melbourne. I was watching that before. And he kicked that third one was a running snap from mm. 30, 40 out, and he celebrated. And you just, it's infectious. Mm. Um, does it at the right times, doesn't Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's the sort of guy you want to play with. Like he would be, yeah, yeah like he'd be exciting because he bulldozes through players, you know, kicks goals, he jumps around when he's up and about. You're like, Bowl yeah. of the year last year. Yeah, like, like let's get on ability. this. Let's ride this coattail. Like, he is fun. Yeah. So. Probably the knock would be hit-outs to advantage, particularly it's earlier in the year. Yeah, 6.1's not horrible. It's around the average. It, I feel like it got better. Mm. So early in the year, it was a lot of hit-outs, but straight to oppo or not yep. necessarily <clears throat> useful to our midfielders. But yep. that improved and, you know, he's still quite young. 24, Ooh. how many games of footy all up? Um, no, he only really came into the team a couple of years 57. ago. 57. Yeah, okay. So, that's a, that's pretty immature still in that world. Yeah, and Ruckman at Ruckman, 26, yeah. 27 peaks. So um his yeah, next two years big years. Who doesn't live who doesn't love Big Sammy? Uh hard to give him a high score because of the games he played, but I'll go 7. I'll go an 8 because that those 12 or 13 that he played, he was he was one of our better players I thought a lot. Hmm. Um sometimes he got a bit of a pantsing. But um his injury was is again Fucking interesting because it was. He came back and then, yeah. Yeah, well, he's still injured. And he looked disgusting in that GWS game. Like he just didn't look himself. He didn't have that. And he, I won't go into it, but I don't know what he played. Yeah. Um, uh, look, very important part of our future. He yeah. is really, you know, really important. And Ross Lyon didn't want to come to Essendon because of the vibes. Sam Draper is the vibes. <laughs> he is the Essendon Football Club. Love him. Yeah. Uh, right, that was a poetic ending to that. Um, last player on the list is Pidge. And Andy, controversial too. Andy McGrath. Yeah, weird one. I'm going to struggle to talk about him. Um, 
played all 23 games. I won't make the same joke again. I'll move on from that. Oh, one more time. It's the only last time we can do it. <laughs> the only one. Uh, 80% disposal efficiency, which, again, numbers versus eye test. That's what he gets mm. knocked on is his disposals. Yeah. I will say, though, that over 40 metre kicks are, effic- are effective disposals, so that's possibly where that might come from. Uh, yeah, not a deep kick. He's another one of our non-penetrating. Yeah, I don't think he pen- he can't kick. Like he when he kicks out, sometimes I get a bit nervous because they always drop short, and the opposition yeah. I think are aware of it and mark it in front of our tools. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, just below twenty-three touches on average, five point seven intercept, which is actually our second best. No, third yeah, best yep. after Ridley and well, equal Ridley and Leverde, and one of about. Five or four players that didn't kick a goal in the season, so trade yeah. him immediately. Um, loses one in five of his defensive one-on-ones as well. Those numbers tell me he's good or bad. I can't remember now. Well, he loses twenty-one percent. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, early in the year, this is again important to remember. He was a very, very capable small defender. I think he played on Bobby Hill on Anzac Day, and we yep. we yeah. were frothing at the mouth because Bobby Hill is the kind of guy that normally has a day out against <laughs> Essendon. Yep. And Pidge was very effective. Um, I think it's another... Like Charlie Cameron, when we played Brisbane. Brisbane yep. thumped us by seven goals. Charlie Cameron didn't kick a goal. Hmm. Hmm. And that was Pidge. So very mm. effective as a lockdown. I can mm. respect that. But he didn't seem to be playing that role come the end of the year. No, he's playing very much more of a loose sort of running yeah. defender, which and we were frustrated by. His kicking is quite wayward. Well, I I felt that, and you and I probably talked about this, is that he's so, we need a lockdown defender. Kelly can't do it. I don't give a fuck what we brought him to the club for, but he cannot do it. He's useless at it. So bad. We so I think wing. sometimes you have to rub a bit of Peter to, you know, slap a bit of Paul and to get him to play that role, we need to lock down. And you just go out and like Massimo D'Ambrosio or Redmond are the guys and that Hines. can. We've got options. Here. And Hines are the guys that can play that role. I mean, we know we've talked about Hines, but I think McGrath's real strength is his one-on-ones. He can really, he's got great strength. He's strong in the hips. He can really Hassle small forwards. He's got and really good pace. We do not have a small defender to play on small forwards. No, and it's been an issue for years. Yes. Kelly was meant to solve the problem. Oh, he did maybe not. did in his first year, but no, I don't think no, he does it anymore. No. Um, so I would like to see him play more of that role. And I think we got frustrated with the role, not the player. Mm. I think. victim of circumstance. I've said mm. that about a few of them. Yeah, and I thought so I can be... accept that that is yeah. Brad Scott feeling it out. Yep. I can cop that. But what okay, was so never what meant to be he about plays that role more next year. So he's had Scott's had twelve months to look at him, and he thinks his best role is that run and carry off halfback. I'd be surprised. What him if he does though? We're not, we're not coaches, right? So it's, it, we can sit here and say he was far more effective as a lockdown defender. But you kind of have to accept that if if he, get, he still gets played as that rebound, he's giving something. There's something that he's doing that we're not seeing. I will say he's out of contract at the end of next year and will be a free agent. So we're coming up to an interesting time a lot in of the life of Pidge McGrath. Um, been a lot of talk recently too, if I can just change the subject ever so slightly, mm-hmm. around that draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that it wasn't great. 
No. As a draft. McCluggage went two and McG- oh, sorry, three. Mm-hmm. It was actually Taranto that went two. He's a very good player. Well, Taranto, I think, was GWS Academy. We, yeah, I don't we couldn't we get him. No one, gotten yeah, him. Yeah, no one could get him. He was GWS and McCluggage. And McCluggage is good in a good side, so it's probably hard to read. But I don't think McCluggage is great. Well, but, no, but he's in a good side. I think that's yeah, yeah. the key. He's a very... McCluggage is more of a midfielder too. Than yeah, McGrath. that's what Pidge was meant to be. Mm, but never we tried that, didn't we? We did. Um, yeah, interesting one. I don't want to be too harsh because I was very impressed with him doing those lockdown roles. Mm. And he got votes. Like we gave him a couple of best ons early in the year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because we, um, we like that. We like that. We like a defender that can defend. Like, it's a crazy nine. concept. Just yep. can defend sometimes. Yeah, yep. Round six and round nine, he got... Don't need you bursting off the half-back all the time. Sometimes we just need to stop scoring. And as you say, Sam... Defenseman's premierships. Mm-hmm. Get it tattooed right here. Right on the forehead. Maybe on the neck. Um, I'm not sure what I want to score him as. Oh, it's about a seven for me. Six or seven. Yeah, I was going to go six. So I'll go six yeah. and a half. Yep, fair enough. A little bit better as than average, about. but not brilliant, but not poor either, I don't think. Across yeah, the board, I, looking at the yeah. whole season. Mm, I don't know, as a victim of circumstances, is I think a good expression for what we... Because um, early in the year, he was playing some really good footy... Um, with that lockdown role. Yeah. But then when he played that more of a uh, running back, it was a bit, ugh. but it, you're right. We're not coaches, but we just see what we see and think that's better or worse. And mm. we can't help that. That's Which, what we, to be fair, is what we're here for. So mm. that's, <laughs> that's why people, so many people listen. Well, with lots. Yeah. You thousands. say that, you say that. Millions. It actually is thousands at the moment, which is kind of yeah. mental. Mm. All right. That brings us to the end of the playing group. Uh, we did leave. Could we do the coaching Stuart. group. <laughs> we did leave Stuart out of our part one discussion around players that didn't play games of football this year, but we should talk about it anyway. He's been delisted. Who cares? Um, Interesting. Weird. Weird to delist a bloke who's got one year in a contract who is tall. Because <laughs> we're short at all. Yeah. Um, it, I, I reckon it screams of either he's got injury issues that because he hasn't played a lot of footy. Like in the last two or three years, injuries have affected him. Or he maybe he's just got personal issues that, uh, that I don't think. Oh, that's no, I won't say that because I would hope that if he's got personal issues, then nah, it's too hard. Fuck him off. Yeah, no, we wouldn't be going to that. Part. No, but I think he's been injury prone. He's fairly old. He was old. talking about wanting to go on. There was comment around made around that. Yeah, so. definitely wants to play. Yeah, and I'm, he probably could be a good guy, at, like a good player at Melbourne as a backup or Collingwood as a backup defender. You know, like Chuck him in a I still system. would have liked to have seen him play defensive roles for us. He's a one ninety nine. He's a big unit. Can mark. Well, that's what pace. he was. Yeah. And then he just wasn't anymore. Yeah. And again, the number of times this year guys were playing in a role in the VFL and then were not playing that same role in the AFL, I mm. don't understand. I don't understand the point of the VFL if you're going to do that. Um. All right. We're going to look in our little crystal ball now. You, it's just off camera. You can't see it. Uh, um. No, no, down here. Yeah. That's oh. Um. We're not going to go too much into detail because I will, we will do a, a far more in-depth sort of look in February, March, before the season starts next year. But I want to know what love is. I want to know what you think in terms of 11 wins this year from 23. So it's that 23 games are slightly different. But 11 wins has gotten us into finals before. 
The year Very we gross. lost to the Bulldogs, we have yeah. won 11 games of football. I'm happy we're not playing finals. So that's, that's the question. some interesting context. Um, possibly needed to be 12 given the extra game, but we'll never know. What do you, in terms of wins, we're in that middle bracket of six, so we will get a harder draw yep. by comparison to this year. Which is good. We need we need sure. to play harder draws. I don't. So yep. I'm going to ask you a question with an answer, essentially. Okay. Would you be happy with the same? If we get Next to year, end of 2024 and we've won 11, 11 games with yes. a harder draw, yep. acknowledging that this year we still played Collingwood twice, we played Brisbane in Brisbane, we played Port Adelaide twice. Um, um, I do. I guess the question you're asking is, do you think we'll improve much next year? No, I, I think that we could even slide a little next year. Um, I wouldn't want us to, but there's. A, I reckon. It, it, well, I'm interested to see. Like, there's a lot of out of contract. Like, if BZT mm. goes and Baldwin goes. Oh yeah, well we're in trouble. And we don't get Mackay. Say, just in that world, I don't know who the. We're going to have defending the backs. Like, seriously, I don't know who's playing that role. Don't we better pray to God that Reed gets himself right and that that Hayes maybe pulls himself out of that. Or otherwise, we're getting another 22 games from Laverde, which will be fucking unreal. Can't wait. Callie will, play every, Callie will play every game too. No, I don't. No, well, that's what, what else? Yeah, I know, but I don't want to think about that right now. Um, Yeah, look. All right, so I'm going to rephrase the question because I want to build a bit of hype. Just a little oh. bit. Oh. I've done that wrong, haven't I? You have. No, but we didn't talk about that. That's fine. Mm. So I, I I probably agree. I would be disappointed if we went backwards. But happy to be the same based on the fact it's a harder draw. I'll, I'll take that. My question that I want to mm. maybe go a little bit more positive thinking. Yep. What are the reasons that we can improve? So where are we getting that native or... Yep. natural improvement from uh well i can that's a better question i can answer that because i think that it's guys like okay first of all it's setterfield playing 22 games it's draper playing 22 games it's maybe someone like shield playing 22 games i don't know or it's the improvement from hobbs caldwell and perkins again playing that midfield role that pushes maybe somewhat shield i don't know how mm-hmm. um it's Peter Wright kicking fifty. Or it's playing, Langford playing a full season for playing Wright full too. season yeah, and kicking forty. Say and Langford, if he can replicate nine eighty percent of what he's done this year and kicking say thirty five, then that's yep. yeah. If, so it's things like that. Without logic hmm. or without reasonable avenues to get them, if you could draft hmm. one player into that club to make us Ooh. top eight, maybe pushing top six. Again, mm-hmm. no logic required. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. It'll be as outlandish as you want it to be. Yep. Who do you get? Darcy Moore. Yeah, okay. I like that question, and if you're listening, you'll sort of have a player in your head as I ask that question because mm. it kind of shows where you think we're at. Yep. What is the biggest hole we have? And I've had this conversation with two other people. One of them said mm. Bontempelli, which I can't grasp because midfield's not our issue. No, oh, he's very, very good. He's a I'm not, good player, but, but it's, not a, it's not a desperate need for no, us at this point it's not in the, time. It's not the issue. And another one said Kerno uh, because he's Brandon uh, yeah, Coleman. He's a, yeah. No, for me, it's, it's... I'm with it's, you. I said Darcy Moore, which we hmm. are on the same wavelength without playing yeah, this we're, we're way too What often. do we do a podcast? We have the same thoughts. Um, because that's what we are desperately in need of. Sorry, people. And the problem is going to be if we lose BZT... And as you say, don't get Mackay. 
that's where we're at risk of falling away. Well, but that's right. I mean, if we do, well, then let's fucking do it properly and get a number one <laughs> draft pick, for Christ's sake. Well, let's hope it's a lot of tools next year. Yeah. yeah. I still hope we can, I still hope that we can make some sort of deal. And I know we haven't talked about the elephant in the room, Dodoro, but I don't oh, see the me. point. No, uh, no, it's, it's, no, no point. But I mean, so I hope we can somehow get two picks in the top in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we need to do because we, I don't, and I don't know how we do that. I, I don't know enough about all those sort of things, like what we give up or, you know, future first rounds or yeah. things like that. I don't know. But we need to sort of push our case this year as much as we can because we can't just keep looking to the future to get kids in. We have to try and say, okay, this is the group. Like Merritt's, you know, 27, whatever. He, he's he got five good fees. Him and Parrish got five good years of footy left in them. We need to find kids in that five-year bracket that will be part of that premiership team. Yeah. That while Merritt and Parish, Merritt and Parish is thirty-one-year-olds playing in grand finals. That'd be unreal. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset or surprised if we go recruiting one or two in that thirty bracket mm-hmm. yeah. because we are still we're incredibly light on at that top end. And I reckon yeah. Brad Scott's the kind of guy, kind of coach who would want those players. You think of what North had at that time. He was pretty of, ruthless too. He, yeah, very. He, he was, yeah, but yeah. when they were 33, 34. Mm. Not. Just on that, have you heard that Taron Thomas is someone that we're apparently. Yes. I don't like him as a person. No, but bloody good footballer. Bloody good footballer, but I. it's the person that I'm not. Well, um, Jake Stringer was questionable as a person with mm. some other shit, not violence, yeah, but there were some other question yeah. marks there. Yep, so. You know, North, if North have got him right, which they seem to have, he's playing good footy, he seems to be in a good space. He's still got to go to court. Yeah, but mm, anyway. people are redeemable. True. And he's a very good I don't, footballer. I don't like, like, I know we need a bit more mongrel in our club. That's not the answer, no. I don't want a guy who's a but nasty if, prick to women, if, he's, if that's... Obviously not. No, that's but not the point. The I'm player, a, let's I'm, talk about the player. Yeah. Mm. I'd have you, but he's—I mean—he's been charged with something, so that tells me yeah. there's something pretty serious yeah. going on. But the player, yeah, but the player—he's a very good player. Yes. But that can't—that can't supersede. No, I know. I'm just saying we probably only need yeah. to talk about the football and not what's going on. But I think you have to you bring both of them in. I, I think that you can't just say, "Yeah, let's get Taron Thomas in." Yeah. Well, you have to go. Well, yes, the club will factor that in. Yeah, yeah. But for us, yep. we just That's say fine. he's a good footballer. Oh, he's a good football player, and he's been very influential in his second half of the season with North Melbourne. And he's being he's the right good age us. bracket. I'm not, I guess he'd be a half forward midfielder. Yeah, mid half forward. Again, pretty accurate. I don't. For me, I don't think that's. I mean, there are. We've got those players, but they're if not he great. He wants to I come to that. us. Yeah, I still think we should be looking at. Like, he's 23 and 190 well. centimeters. So I, I mean, he was that young. Hmm. And this is the thing about being a shit bloke, right? You don't excuse the behaviour at all, nope. but. You can make mistakes. And you, be, you can be a cockhead of a child, a young person, and again, not excusing it. But if we can get him in a good place, yep. he accepts what he's done and can improve himself, well, then yep. you'd get a bloody good footballer. That's yep, I agree my only that. point. All yep. right, move on to socials, and that'll do yep. us. We're closing in on the part one length. Um, so again, just to reiterate, I asked you, the people on Facebook, the Don Pod, if you don't like us already, Best win, best moment, worst loss, most improved, player that surprised you the most, what you think, or sorry, who you think wins the best and fairest, at the Don Pod, best and fairest, that is. Mm. 
Uh, we need to name it. Like the Crichton, but not the Crichton. Oh, yeah, yeah we mm. could do that. We what, can name you, it the... Um, not right now. The, okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say the... Um, Phil. The, Phil? The Phil. Phil. Who's Phil? The Phil Phillips. Oh, award. no. Okay. Okay. I'll try again. Work on it. The Phil from Tassie. Try again. Uh, what you expect in 2024 as far as wins, ladder, position, etc., etc. So I'm going to talk a bit generally about this because there was a lot of the same sort of uh, responses. A lot of love for the win against Carlton. A lot of love for Dreamtime. Mm-hmm. Like the fact we beat a top four side in Melbourne, I'm firmly on that bandwagon. Again, we agreed on that like weirdos that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the best moments were specifically Durham's goal against... Uh, Richmond, while they're coming back for that game against Hawthorne. Um, a lot of the worst loss or worst moment was Anzac Day being run over the top in such a massive game, as well as the GWS thumping, if you can even call it that. Um, most improved, Ben Hobbs gets a fair bit of love. Mm, we should have we we missed that should've one. should have mentioned him the first time. I'll yeah, be the first to admit that. I missed everyone. Um most improved Langford got some love as well. Um, play that most surprised you. A couple said Setterfield. Yeah. Which is fair Good enough. Um, Hobbs got to mention, got to mention rather. Um, the other one, Dom Pod Best and Ferris. This is what we're here for, really. Let's be honest. The flip board. <clears throat> merit. <laughs> most people said Merit. Uh, everyone bar one from what I can see right now. One person mm-hmm. said Langford, who came third. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I, I love for Rusty, and, though, I've got to say. Mm, there at Langford. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and, then, <clears throat> and then the crystal ball for you people. Um, you people, as in the people on Facebook, you people's not a nice thing to say. Um, just make finals seventh or eighth, says Peter. Um, Jono, average year, but win more games. Hmm. Just not fucking get flogged in the second last round by 130 points. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, Arthur says he doesn't think we have the cattle to press for finals, so have us finishing about 10th. Pop that. Yep. I'd, have, I'd take right. that. Yep. I don't have an argument with our not great cattle. I, I think we over, as we talk about, we over-praise over, our over players. Estimate our list, mm. yep. uh, Matt reckons we'll make finals. Mm. Improve this year, and I think we'll improve by the same amount again. I agree with that, but we will get a harder draw. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll get five more wins next year. Is that no. what you're implying? We'll just Im- well, not improve by the exact same, but we'll just improve. But yeah, but we won six last year or something, wasn't it? And we've won and eleven. Really, so. if improvement means we win two more games, then I guess we mm. are in that finals conversation. Oh, of course, if we win two more games, thirteen, then yes, we're in the eight. In any well, unless it's a twenty-five game competition, next year. I think. I think Jack sums it up best, and I'm not just saying that because he finishes his comment with "love the pod, love the pod boys, keep it up." Uh, I honestly have no fucking FKN idea. Continual improvement on the game mm. plan would be great. Seventh to thirteenth on the ladder is what my inner yeah. pessimist is saying. <laughs> yeah, it just like it's so. We talked about this. The first half of the year we were playing such good footy. Second half of the year we were playing such bad footy. The reasons behind that we need to understand: was it a fitness issue? Was it a, a player list issue? Was it a mm. coaching issue? Like things like Kelly playing on a fucking wing. If we can get a bit more of that insight, and I don't care who we were playing in that first 12, we beat some good teams and we played some good footy. Like, we weren't disgusting. 
Hmm. The games we lost even weren't like Yeah, horrible. it wasn't really yeah. until Giants yeah, was, and we even didn't even get flog flogged by Geelong. It was only like 30 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, last comment, last one I'll finish with. Ahmed says, what you expect in 2024? Langford winning, Colwood. Anzac medal, Dreamtime medal, Coleman medal, Brownlow, goal of the year, mark of the year, MVP, All-Australian, Norm Smith, Premiership, and Best and Fairest. That's Fuck me, if you win all of them and don't win the Essendon Best and Fairest, something's wrong. It is. <laughs> something's wrong. Um, I, just hope, I just hope Langford, it's not a one-off. That's my concern is it's been great. But no, I think as long as his role stays the same, it won't. Yep. He better kick, thir- if his role stays the same, he's got to kick 35 plus goals again next year. Yep. Agreed. And that's because I'd hopefully. That. I'd say 40. Well, th- you're right. I hope that can happen. But, uh, you know, with Peter Wright, hopefully can kick 40 plus goals and hopefully someone else can kick 30 plus goals. I will. You don the sash. Up. I'll put my hand up. Stick me, nice. stick me in the goal square. I won't leave the goal square, but. No, God, why would you? No. I'll just stay there. I won't even leave you for quarter so time. get so many over-the-top goals. I would. I'll miss, it. I'll miss every single one. But... Yeah, no, nah, you'd get a few. They'd run, run you down all the time. Thanks. <laughs> uh, on that note, I think that'll do us. Any final thoughts? I think it's really important to not judge the whole season on the last two games. Yeah, I was fuming and wanted to ruin the whole season based on those two for sure. Burn it down. Yeah. But we're not winning a flag next year. We're not winning a flag the year after. But then beyond that, we can start to think about six, four, and but then we, yeah. beyond. The and on that, too we've, young still. Yeah, we've got to have that focus, and we can't stop going back to the past and worrying about no. oh how wrong it's we've done. got it. It's done. Yeah, the past is the past. The decisions we have made were bad or good. They have got us to where we are. Yeah. We can only make good decisions from here on in. We have... People need to get over the fuck of what's happened and move to forward, or otherwise we'll just never, ever be better. Yeah, correct. We, we seem to, to have just let some shit go. a president in place that wants to mm. let the people in charge of the football club run the football club, CEO and coach. Yep. Um, listening to him on SEN this week. SEN? Yep. What? Yeah. I can't, I can't fathom Tim Watson's angle. If you've heard that particular interview, I know you. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you. Yep. I just looking for a gotcha moment around Dodoro and Look, all that. The, but mm, we've mm, got a guy who is, he wants change. That was his whole yep. premise of going for that position yep. of president. He's got two people in there that he fully trusts to make that change. And I expect if that doesn't work out, well, that's his. It's his position that. That's right. And people are going to say, oh, we've heard this before. Of course you have. This is what you're going to get every time. Yeah. But at some stage, we have to think, at some stage, it will change. um, They'll get it right. Yeah. And then the the gears will just click over and all of a sudden it'll start to happen. We generally agree that we've got a reasonable list of young players. And that's why we're not in the position to be playing in finals because they're young and they're up and coming. We're like bottom five for age and experience. They're inconsistent and... I think you look at Adelaide, what Adelaide were this year, you look at them and go, right, next year they're in a massive conversation for finals. Yeah. Very attacking, reasonable defence, should have played finals, barring Ooh. a dodgy dumpering decision. Dodgy, dodgy decision. You know, if that's us next year, 
Hopefully not with the Sydney again. That, not, oh, not, that not, could... not the not missing out on finals because of a failed goal review, but just you know, that percentage was 113 mm. or something insane. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, clearly they're doing a lot of things right. So yeah, uh, that's that's what I would like to see. Yep. Um, yeah, that might do yep. us. I think we'll, in terms of what's next, in terms of podcasts, I think depends really on what happens post-season. If there's enough to talk about, yep, we'll come on and have a chat. If not, there's no real need to waste your time with a three-minute no. conversation. We, will, we need to support. have a break from the Essendon Football Club as well. Like We, you know, <laughs> we get look at this a lot. Yeah. Um, we get we look a lot at the club and over the last you know, 24 rounds, we've looked and watched and, and you know gone through the pains and the emotional highs and lows. So we need to step away from that for just a little bit and have our time, mental health um, and all that. Um, so... But I, I I would love to do one in a few more weeks, maybe after the finals, when if the trade, you know, when we hear some players coming up, we get a big name player like like a Mackay, that might be worth something we could talk about. Quite literally, what I just said, I think you'll find there. Perfect. Yeah, Fine. <laughs> Wrap it up. If there's something to talk about, we'll do a pod. I think we'll do one more regardless because we'll want to have a look at the draft once that all happens. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's not till November though, is it? No, but that's what maybe one more, yeah. one more. Um, Right, on on that note, thank you for tuning in. If you are on YouTube and you want to hit that subscribe button, that would be much appreciated. Mm -hmm. And until next time, go Dons. Go Bombers.